the Lord tonight. Pastor, you ever have a sermon, you write down your notes, but as you go along, you just keep thinking of more and more stuff as you're sitting here, and it's, boy, I wish I thought about that, I wish I thought about that. Oh, well, that's all right. God is a good God. Praise God. Before we get started, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for the honor and privilege to minister your word tonight. I ask, Lord God, that you would just guide my thoughts, guide my spirit by your Holy Spirit, that, that I may minister those things that you have placed in my heart. Lord, this is your word, and these are your people, Lord. And I ask, Lord God, that you would touch each and every one that's here tonight. And may that when we leave tonight, may we all receive something from you. Lord, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of this message is Prophetic Promises and Blessings. 2 Timothy 3, start with verse 16, says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Some translate the first part as all scripture is God-breathed. It comes from his heart. It comes from him. The word is complete. Got a ringing going. Um, all scripture is profitable, profitable for us. It's what the word says. It's, it adds to our life. The things that we have need of from God. Uh, we receive gain when we live according to the scriptures. It's profitable for doctrine. And it teaches us how to live life successfully. It's profitable for reproof. That's correction when we throw away from godly principles and values. And it's profitable for instruction in righteousness. Instruction on how to live our lives right before God. Without the Word, man is incomplete. Without the Word in your life. We're unequipped to do the work of God. This is not God's will for our lives. That is not His will. He wants to be us, want us to be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. And this cannot be done without the Word of God working within us. Much of the scripture is given to prophecy. We see the prophets of old, how they would, God would move upon their lives and they would uh, bring forth a prophetic message for the people. We also see the prophets in the uh, New Testament. There are a lot of prophecies that deals with the end times, and that's not what I want to talk about tonight. Prophecy never came, uh, 2 Peter 1, 21 says that prophecy, prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I would believe, believe it would be safe to say that all scripture 
was moved on, uh, the Holy Spirit moved on men as the scriptures were written. But tonight I want to talk about prophetic promises and blessings that are found in the scriptures. But there are some scriptures I'm going to use for a foundation. Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God shows us the way to go, the way to live. Um, not only where we are, but where we're going. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual light as we apply the scriptures to our life. Psalms 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. There's nothing that you can add to the word of God. There's nothing you can take away from it. It's complete. It's settled. It's for our use. Through the word of God, in Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. That's how complete his word is. It's forever settled. He's given all that we have need of. In 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. God is saying yes to his promises to you. He says amen, they're for you. It's for you to for you the taking. But so much of our promises that we have that are that's allocated to us somehow comes untapped. We never do reach all those things that we have that God has in store for us. Although that God has given all that we have need for life and godliness. Sometimes it doesn't come without a fight. You have to take what's yours. You have to go for it. There's the enemy out there who will try to come against you, who will try to uh, get your attention going elsewhere, who will try to rob you of these promises that God has for you. Scripture that our pastor uses quite a bit. Matthew eleven twelve says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. There are promises and there are blessings that are in the word of God that we have to seize hold of. We've got to take it by force. We've got to proclaim them. We've got to say, Satan, no, those are ours. But so many times, much of the time, we get like a boxer who just keeps getting beat down. He just He's still standing, but he never fights back. We Christians, so many times we don't fight for the things that God has given us. And we accept what Satan has given unto us. That should not be. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against rulers of this of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You know the enemy is well organized, he's well trained. They've had a lot of years of experience doing what they do. 
They have an arsenal of weapons that they use against us. A fear of what might happen. Uses depression in our lives. They'll come against us with sickness. Financial oppression. Strife with others. Within our homes. Within our families. Within our the company we work for. With our neighbors. Comes against us with stress and anxiety. I don't guess there's ever been a day where there's been more stress, more anxiety in this world. Comes against us with hopelessness. And you can add any other word that you can think of there. And he's good at what he does. This is not things that we just see out in the world, but we also see them in the church. Second Corinthians 10 says, in verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There's a lot of strongholds out there. There's a lot of strongholds in our life. Satan's always, he's bombarding us through the, through the television, through the news media, or whatever, to just keep us completely bound down. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. We cannot war with, with carnal weapons. We have the Word of God. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore take the whole armor of God. He goes on to describe the armor of God. We need the armor of God. We cannot stand without the armor of God. We leave ourselves open to the attack of the enemy without the armor of God, the full armor of God. But there's only one thing of that whole list that's our weapon. And that's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. That is our weapon that we got to go forth with. We need our protection, but we also we need the Word of God to go forward and fight against the enemy that we have. We know that Satan tried to tempt Jesus. And what did he use? He used the Word of God. The promises of God as well as his blessings are for us the believer. I know we've all gone through the scriptures and we can we can think of different things that's in the Word of God that are that are ours that have been given to us. These promises and these blessings are prophetic in nature. If you do this, I'll do this for you. It's a promise, but yet it's prophetic. It's, it's something that will happen. If you don't do these things, it won't happen. I'll give a good example. Second Chronicles 7.14. It 
He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. The promise was to forgive their sin and heal their land. But they had to humble themselves first and pray and seek God's face and had to turn from their wicked way. They had to meet the conditions of the promise. Sometimes within the word of God, our promises, there's conditions that we've got to meet. A lot of times we want to take the easy way out. But God says in this scripture here, you've got to humble yourselves. You've got to pray. You don't have to seek my face. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. And then and only then will those promises that God had for them would be a reality. I think as a believer in Christ, you and I, we need to speak prophetically the promises into our lives. We need to speak them and, and proclaim them. Say, God, your word says that if I pay my tithes, that you will bless my finances. There's a condition. But then you met the condition that God will fulfill it. Matthew 21 says, verse 21 says, that, So Jesus answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only, not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, it will be done. Jesus told the disciples to say to that mountain. They had to speak to that mountain. I guess now I want to ask you, are you speaking to your mountains that's coming into your life? Or are you coming against those things that has come against you? You know, the devil likes to show you, you got this great big mountain sitting here. But Jesus says that you can speak to that mountain and it would be removed. Or are you speaking tonight? Or are you proclaiming and telling that mountain it's got to go? There is power in your words. Words have created, have created, have created power. Words have changed your circumstance power. You need to begin to speak to your mountains. All you need is faith and not doubt. Just believe what the word says. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. What are you confessing over your life today? Are you confessing that you're victorious? But are you confessing, Boy, I got this problem coming against me. I got this sickness. I'm having this thing at work. What are you confessing? Are you confessing that you're, you're, uh, you're healthy and, and you thank God for your health? You've got to start speaking into your life those things that you want to see happen in your life. You've got to prophesy over yourself and say, I am healed in the name of Jesus. I'm tired of having this sickness that's been placed on my body. I want to proclaim that I am healed in Jesus' name because the Word of God says I'm healed. 
What are you professing today? What are you confessing in your life? Are you acceptance of what the enemy has given you? When Irene was diagnosed with cancer many years ago, one thing that the person told my wife and I says, whatever you do, never say that I have cancer. You can say that the doctors diagnosed me with cancer, but never receive it. Never claim that I have cancer. And we never did. Never claim that you have something. The doctors may say you have certain, certain thing wrong with you. But the Word of God doesn't say that you have it. It says that you're healed. What are you confessing over your life, over your body, over your finances today? And I guess that, that's the heart of my message today, is speaking those things over your life that will bring a positive change in your life. Give something for God to work with. If you're always going in the negative, you don't give God anything to work with. It's only as you proclaim his promises and you trust him and you believe him that you give him something to work with in your life. Hebrews 3.1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavy, heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of, of our confession, Christ Jesus. Again, Jesus is the, high, the apostle and high priest of your confession. He will take your confession because you have given him something to work with and he will oversee it and he will look over it and he will move in your behalf as you give this unto him. Deuteronomy 28 Starting with verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. What are the conditions of the blessings there? You've got to diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. You've got to observe carefully all His commandments. Now, if you meet that criteria, there's promises that He says that He will do. The promise is the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. And the reason is, is because you are obedient unto him. I want his blessings to overtake me. I want to be obedient to the word of the Lord. One thing that, that you've heard people talk about, you need to pray the scriptures. You need to pray the promises and the blessings over your life. 
he goes on, and, and I did not give this to Teresa to put on the board. But I think it's about two or three more scriptures that I uh, addressed in there. It's important that you speak the blessings into your life. For an example, going on down from those scriptures I just read, I am blessed in the city, and I'm blessed in the country. Everywhere I go, I am blessed. God, I thank you that I am blessed. Next verse says, Blessed is the fruit of my body, the produce of my ground, and the increase of my herds, the increase of my cattle, and the offsprings of my flock. Lord God, I thank you that my children are blessed, that my family is blessed. God, I thank you that my income that you've given unto me is blessed because you have blessed me, O oh God. I thank you, Lord, that there is increase coming into our lives, Lord Jesus. Pray the scriptures. Pray them into your life. Let them become a reality in your spirit. Blessed shall be my basket and my kneading bowl. My basket shall overflow with food and my kneading bowls with bread. I am blessed when I come in and blessed when I go out. I am blessed every time I travel, every time I, I come home. I am blessed. I am blessed. And you can go right down the line. I am blessed. When's the last time have you prayed those scriptures over your life, over your family? We've got an enemy that's going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Don't let him catch you off guard. Keep those scriptures before God Almighty. Malachi, third chapter, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now, now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be enough room to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy your fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. The condition is that we bring our tithes and our offerings into the storehouse. The promise from God says that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out for us such blessings that there will not be enough room to contain it. What a blessing. He said that he would rebuke the devourer, the enemy. He would rebuke him for our sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of our ground nor shall the vine fall, fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Have you prayed this over your finances? First of all, have you been obedient to what God has called you to do in your finances? If you have, this promise is for you today. Are you receiving that promise in your life today? Are you standing up and saying, God, this is mine. I declare it is mine. Or are you speaking that over your life, over your finances?
I kind of wrote a little prayer there, and I'm just going to read it just as I wrote it. God, I have bought, brought my tithe into your storehouse in obedience to your commandment. I have given my offerings as a show of my love for you. I thank you, God, as you have promised that you will open the windows of heaven over my life and pour out such blessing that there will be not enough room to receive it. Thank you for rebuking the devourer for my sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of my ground, nor shall my vine fail to bear fruit in the field. Ezekiel 37. This may seem a little strange for us, prophetic promises, but this is something I want to something I want to say about it. Verse one: The hand of the Lord came unto me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And He caused me to pass by them all around, and behold. There were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, a suddenly, a suddenly, a, and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and, breathe, and breath came into them. And they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Sometimes in your life you may feel like that you're in a valley of dry bones. Everything is dead. No life, no hope of life, very dry bones. Does the situation that you find, you see, that find yourself in doesn't seem hopeless to you? No way to resurrect it. Going to the point of no return. Tonight Jesus is asking you, can these dry bones live? Those things that are dried up, dead, it doesn't seem like there could be any more life to it. Can it live?
Tonight, Jesus is saying to you to prophesy to those bones. Prophesy to your situation. Prophesy to your need, according to the Word of God. Speak the Word into it. Ezekiel, one thing about it, you know, God told him to prophesy, but then he told him what to prophesy. He's told you what to prophesy. He's gave you his word. All you got to do is proclaim it and make it yours and speak it out. One other thing I've noticed in that, those scriptures, he had to prophesy more than once. You do it as often as you need to do it until you see yourself, your situation turned around. It's time for we, the church, you, the believer, me, the believer, to take hold of our situations and put the word of God in control of our situation instead of allowing the enemy to dictate to us what we have, what we don't have, what we can do, what we can't do. Tired of the enemy pushing you around? Start speaking the word to him just like Jesus did. The word is full of prophetic promises, full of blessings. Start speaking them out. Romans 4.21 this was speaking of Abraham. Said that he was fully convinced that he, speaking of God, that what God has promised, he was able to perform. Are you convinced that God is able to perform what he has promised unto you? You know, there's a lot of people that are in bondage. They're in bondage to Alcohol, they're in bondage to nicotine, they're in bondage to whatever's ever out there. There's a promise in the word that God will set you free, and whom he says free will set you free indeed. You'll be free indeed. That's a promise that God has given unto you and given unto me. Whatever God has for you, it's up to you to put it into action. It's up to you to speak it out over your life. It's a short message tonight. But that's what I wanted to say. Prophesy over your life the promises and the blessings of God. And see what he will do and see the changes that will take place. It's for you. It's up to you to find out what they are in here. It's up to you to speak them out. Lord God, I love you and I praise you and I thank you. I pray, Lord God, that tonight that you will bring understanding 
and to our spirit of the scriptures that you've given unto us. I thank you, Lord, for the promises of God. I thank you, Lord, for your blessings that you've given unto us. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us all that we need to live life successfully. Lord, that you've given us all that we have need of that we can live a prosperous life, Lord God. A life full of health and healing. Lord, you pay the price. Lord, you've heard, it talks about by your stripes we are healed. Lord, we're healed because you took the stripes on your back. That's your promise to us. I thank you for your promise, O oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that you said that you would supply our needs Indeed, according to your riches and glory, Lord. Lord, you have all the gold and all the silver. It's yours, Lord. Lord, you own all the cattle on a thousand hills. God, there is nothing that you cannot do. God, I thank you tonight. And I praise you for your promises and blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, do you have anything? Okay. Praise God. Let's all stand. God, I pray your blessings upon each one and every person that's here. God, that you bless each and every home. God, I pray that you go before us, Lord, be with us the rest of the week. And Lord, bring us together safely again Sunday, that we may be in your presence once again. Lord, that we may hear your word and partake of the blessings of God. In Jesus' name, amen.